What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Last time, Jack, the Super Bowl was in L.A. I was 13. You were probably 17, but somehow you're only two grades ahead of me. It took place in L.A. That was a good one. <laughs> Welcome back to what's burning, Jack, crazy trade deadline day. Ain't it, man? We've had a busy day. But we're about to get caught up and catch everyone else up with the latest Man, let's start with Sixers Nets. Essentially, the Ben Simmons, James Harden deal has gone down. Yep. This is uh, this is a part of your sketch. That was good. Sketch. See, you're supposed to just roll with okay. it, bro. I didn't roll know what was it. going Damn. on. I know what's going on. Talk about this trade. Uh, let's talk about the Sixers first. Sixers, give me the trade. Ben Simmons, you have. I'm talking about Harden and the Sixers now. I know what who they got. I didn't hear you say it. Refresh me. On what? The trade. Ben Simmons for James Harden. That's it? Yep. No, that's not it. We got Harden goes to uh, Philly. Yes. Brooklyn gets Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, mm. and Andre Drummond. That's a big difference in what you And two first-round picks. And Philly getting Millsap. Philly gets Millsap as well. All bullshit aside, bro, James is one of the best scorers we've ever seen. I just want to see how it's going to work defensively for him. Obviously, we know defense win championships, and the Nets got way better at defense in this trade. That's why I think they won this trade. Having Ben Simmons, having Seth Curry, two guys that play defense, that take pride in it. I think this team has definitely got better in the trade, and when they get healthy, they're really going to get problems. I know a lot of people have been talking about everything that's been going on there, but trading James, getting that done, that's a lot of talk gone right there. So now they can just focus on getting this team back together. So I, I think Brooklyn won this trade, but I'm still interested to see how the Philly going to pan out. I like the trade for both sides, to be honest with you. It's crazy the fact that this trade even happened with, with James Harden, considering he's only played he played 70 games in two years there. That big three only played, what, 15 or 16 games together. Yeah. So we never really got to see what they could have been. 
and I everyone thought they could have been great. You know, this mm-hmm. might go down as one of the biggest busts in a while. You know what I mean? Because they gave up a lot to get James Harden. You know, yeah. you think Jared Allen, who possibly could have been an all-star this year, playing great for Cleveland. He ended up getting on it. Karis LeVert is now in Cleveland with him, and we know what kind of player he is. Torian Prince is doing his thing. There may be a couple other pieces, but they gave up a lot to get James. Three first-round picks. And three first-round, damn, three first-round picks. And we never really got to see that that big three bump, so that's crazy. But I really like, uh, obviously, the Harden and MB combo. Thibel is their defensive guy out there. Maxi is a young up-and-coming. Huh? Thibel? Yeah. Real yeah. good, you yeah. know. All defensive uh, caliber defensive player. Um, so I like what they're doing over there. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a duo, man, coming downhill with James Harden and Embiid, two of the versatile versatile players at their positions we have. But again, I agree with you. I really like the Brooklyn side. Outside of the two first-round draft picks, you add depth with Andre Drummond. You were able to add Seth Curry, someone who's battle-tested, plays both sides of the ball, and one of the highest percentage-wise shooters we have in the game. Uh, and then Ben Simmons, you know, is surrounded by shooters. And there's no pressure on him to be a scorer if he doesn't want to be. So anything he has on the offensive, again, as far as points, is going to be a bonus. And you know he's first team all defense. Long as a motherfucker, you know, KD plays defense. So this team definitely got better on defense. And I think it's definitely going to help them in the long run post-All-Star. Next up, Karis LeVert to the Cavs for next to nothing. Uh, he, you know, he reconnects with Jared Allen, this young, up-and-coming Cleveland Cavalier team. Uh, thoughts on that pickup? I think this kid has showed a lot of upside. He's been through a lot with injuries, uh, surgery. Again, uh, didn't pan out how it was supposed to in Indiana. But we all know what he can do. I think a lot of times when you got guys like this, I think I've been this guy before. I just needed a different environment. It wasn't if I could play, you know what I mean? I just needed a different environment, a new start. Uh, he's with some. He was with a, a young team and some familiar players. I think this is a great trade for him, and the way this team is going, he's gonna help them for sure. How do you view the Cavs now? Uh, you know, Lavert, Garland, who's an All Star, Mobley, who's possibly Rookie of the Year, Allen, a hundred million dollar man in the middle, Kevin Love has had a resurgence in his career, uh, Markadin, Osman, Rondo's veteran leadership, and uh, Okoro. Sexton has probably seen his last days there. Um, but this is a very young, talented core. You know, I see them being a tough out in the playoffs and possibly even sneaking into the second round. I have to agree with that. I mean, <clears throat> these is one of them teams scary like we were. You can't really predict them because this is a new you team. You can get it from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. You don't have. They don't really have identity yet. This is a whole bunch of young, talented kids that's out there playing basketball. Playing so hard. it's hard to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Playing hard. You can get hit from several different weapons. Uh, next up, Porzingis heads to D.C. in a package centered around Spencer Dinwiddie uh, and Davis Bertans, who's one of the best shooters in the game in a second-round pick. Basically, Dinwiddie's insurance in case Brunson hits the free agent market this summer. Uh, to me, he's the best pack- backup point guard in the game. He's probably going to get some real money thrown at him, so I think that's what Dinwiddie was for. Berton adds um, some definite shooting they need. Solid move for Dallas. Are they? Do you feel like this is going to help them do whatever they're trying to accomplish in the Western Conference. Man, poor Zingas. Like I did that, huh? Poor Zingas. He just can't get right, bro. Can't. I mean, he just can't get right. And I don't mean he got the body, got the game, you know, just I'm can't talking about ex- expectations, you know, he just can't stay healthy. But at the same time, he's been in situations to actually produce, you know, especially in Dallas. They gave him a chance, even though, you know, Rick Carlisle said he wasn't a guy. You know what I'm saying? They still gave him a chance this year, but... Uh, I think some kind of way he got to start figuring himself out now. A year or two, if he keeps going the way he's going, he's going to be out the league. Mm. 
And it was smart of Dallas to make room to get money for Brunson because he deserves a big contract. Definitely. He's a big part of that team. Mm-hmm. And I think if if when it comes down to it, I think Luca gonna stand up for him. That's that's a great backup. That's a great mm-hmm. sidekick to have. Dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, dog. And he's his basketball IQ is mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. Good call. Celtics bring in Derek White and jo- uh for Josh Richardson. Trade Schroeder and Cantor for Fernando to Houston for Tice. Celtics have been playing well since uh, the New Year's. Their second best record in the East since then. I've always said this is a really talented team. For some reason, they can't get right at the team either. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on this move and will this help them do anything in the Eastern Conference? Uh, getting rid of Schroeder and all that, that was just, you know, until I don't have to pay them. Uh, Cantor, I don't think he really want to play basketball. He's been getting bounced around a lot. Good rebounder, but I think the Celtics just unloading everybody that had nothing to do with them being on this winning streak <laughs> in the beginning of this, uh, this year. You know what I mean? And making room for uh, to get prepared for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Get a couple of free agents or something. So they 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 trying to figure it out. It was a great move by them because, like you said, they have been rolling, and they're and they have been struggling. So to get to this point where they're rolling, they want to stay that way. And everybody that's not on board got shipped off. A move I like. Um... Obviously, you know, LaBello Ball and, and Bridges is, to me, must-watch TV. It's a really fun young team. They picked up a dog in Montrez Harrell that's going to help them on the front court. Nasty, dirty dog. Just what we love. Uh, how do you feel this impacts Charlotte's run in the second half of the season Man, into the playoffs? I think Charlotte won the draft besides – I mean, that's the trade the trade uh, deadline besides Brooklyn because um, they need that. They got a, a whole bunch of great young stars, right? Uh, all of them starting to blossom. They needed somebody tough, physical, that's going to go and rebound and that can score. And him and Rozier was college teammates. Mm. So them being back together with Melo, you know, and Bridges playing like he playing, uh, hey, man, I, I like I like this. They're going to they gonna shock some teams. I'm, <sighs> them in Cleveland, bro, they're going to give some teams some problems, especially when they all come together. I love Harold. He's like a little brother, and I think yep. – it's it's in between the ears for him because Dread. he's too talented not to be like a a real centerpiece on a team. Not a, obviously someone you build around, but an integral part of the team. And I think in Charlotte he could be that. Mm-hmm. He's got some years under his belt now, and he's a monster. I think if he can you know come back off you know like the season he had with the Clippers, I think he could be like a sixteen to eighteen point a game guy, eight rebounds, and really just bring that that edge that any team can need. So this could be a big move for his career uh, in that franchise. I really like the, the toughness he brings. Kings, Pistons, Bucks, three-way trade. Bucks bring in Ibaka. I think that's just in case Brooke Lopez doesn't pan out, so he's adding depth in the front court there. I like that. Marvin Bagley uh, finds a new home. I think he needed a fresh start uh, over in Detroit. DiVincenzo heads to the Sacramento Kings. Thoughts on all these guys finding new homes? And... Uh, who do you like out of that move? Who do you think is going to help the team the most? Pistons, <laughs> Kings, <laughs> Bucks, uh, worth talking about. I don't even want to talk about them. Bucks got uh, uh, Baca, Serge Ibaka. That's I how you going to do the team I yeah, work for? Yeah, I mean, hey, you work for them. Uh, <laughs> hey, they're trash. Pistons, you know, I don't even want to talk about these teams. Let's talk about the Bucks, with what really matters. Serge Ibaka is a big part of that team. Yeah, he was hurt with the Clippers, and he didn't pan out how they wanted him to. But having him there... Another mean motherfucker, another guy that can stretch the floor, another guy that, that, that that's going to take a lot of pressure Battle off tested. the motherfuckers talking shit for uh, Greek Freak. I think that's a great move by Bud bringing him in there. And you know what? This might be a resurgence for him. He might go there and go back to the Baca that we all knew. He so, needs to be healthy. Yeah, I he think that, that's worth talking about. But I would healthy. give your Kings uh, 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 some props. 
having Sabonis. What y'all going to do with him? Mm-hmm. He going to play good. He balled out his first game. What y'all going to put around him? Obviously, y'all say Fox is y'all guy. Y'all sticking with him. So what's next since you work for him? I think they were active at the trade deadline. I like what they did. You know, this is going to take a while. I feel like the Kings need to identify themselves as what type of team are we going to be? And mm-hmm. I think, you know, the GM is, is has a vision of that um, now. You know, to trade Halliburton was a – it shocked the league. But I think it was more of an emotional situation and a what if. We don't know what Halliburton's going to be. He's improved every single year. Uh, you know, someone who was loved by the city and the team. So when they, if a GM has enough balls to trade him, you know he has a vision. So we're going to see what that vision is. They brought in some nice pieces. I still think they could have moved some pieces around to help improve the team, but they did what they did. So we're going to have to see now. Like you said, the, the, the keys are in De'Aaron Fox's hands. I feel like he needs to improve in a few areas outside of scoring. He's one of the best young guards, but I feel like he needs to work on being a leader, being more vocal out there. He needs to work on being a playmaker. Because you got Sabonis now as a 2010 and five guy to work with. Uh, obviously, his shot is a work in progress, but then also play defense. You know, he's one of the fastest guys in the league. So defense is just a mindset. If he really wants to play defense, he could probably lead the league in steals and, and, and really be a lockdown defender with Davion Mitchell out there. So it's going to be a long, you know, it's a process for the Kings. They've, they've wanted a, a good situation for a while, and, and it looks like it's heading in that direction. So <laughs> we shall have to see. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Man, it's been a, it's been a it's been a walk for them for a while. I'm trying to tell you, speed yeah, walking, speed walking, <laughs> with weights in their hands, speed walking to, to Tibet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stupid man. C.J. McCollum, they parted ways. Oh man, uh, he ends up in New Orleans. First, let's talk to, about New Orleans. If Zion can get healthy with Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum. West is tough. You see anything, any action? Our man Willie Green is over there coaching. Shout out Willie Green. It's been a, you've been handed an almost an impossible situation, but you're yeah. keeping your head above water. Do you see anything happening over there in man, New Orleans? Sh- shout out Willie Green, of course. That's our brother. I think they're going to have to close down Bourbon Street and all the restaurants for Zion for about six months <laughs> so he can get back in shape. As long as the restaurants and the weather's nice in New Orleans, he ain't going to get in shape, mm. you know? I, I just don't see it happening. And the only thing probably can happen is they switch the contract and let him play for the Saints. But <laughs> C.J. McCullough. What's wrong with you, dude? No, C.J. McCullough. What I'm, position I, for the Saints? Uh, Probably uh, D-tackle. I, I can see him being Ooh, an uh, be Aaron a Donald type. Ooh, he'll be a monster. Yeah, Aaron Donald type. Um, but C.J. All bullshit aside, C.J. McCullough, I feel sorry for him, dog. Uh, he went from uh, sugar to shit. Get to New Orleans. Nobody cares about winning there. Your best player is, you know, Hurt. You got a great young coach who has the the drive and the, and the, and the education of basketball the smarts to get his team going. Where we don't have no team, mm. you know. I think I think you know got some pieces with Ingram. I like mm-hmm. Ingram. You know what I mean. Love but Ingram. they still trade. You know they just traded Josh Hart. So we don't know the direction this team going. You know what I mean. And I don't think that McCullum is going to be a, the guy. I don't think he wants to be there full time. I think he's trying to get out of there ASAP. Yeah, have a good year, kill, and get it nice. Shout out McCullough, man. CJ, man, I hate you got to go through it. I went through it when I went to Milwaukee, and I hate being in the trash can, man, but we all experience it. And uh, some kind of way, you know, you just got to work hard to, to get out the trash can and dust yourself off, and uh, don't go back in there. <laughs> don't go back in there. <laughs> Speaking of directions, uh, where is Portland going from here? Obviously, you know, we reached the ceiling with the Dame and CJ uh, run, had a great run. Um, they're unloading it. They have a lot of uh, salary cap space, but the free this year's free agent market isn't too heavy. I, to me, I think the top free agent is Bradley Beal, but he's having wrist surgery. Are they making run last run with Dame? Do they need to free Dame? 
sometimes loyalty can bite you in the ass at this point because I think he's given everything he possibly can. And I don't feel like this team has really gotten better in the last five years, four years. You're absolutely right. They haven't gotten better. And I'm going to use the term, all my hustlers out there that's in the street, y'all going to love this one. This one is for you. Portland is hustling backwards. <laughs> that's what you're doing, Portland. You're hustling backwards. Y'all are, what the fuck, bro? Come on, man. Y'all went from bringing players in with Dame to trying to help him win to Dame's trying to be lawyered out. He go publicly and say he don't want to get it. Now you trade his best friend. I, 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 just, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. I mean, Dame has done everything he could do there, bro. Everything. everything. Said the right things, did the right things, hit the big shots. Stayed down. Yeah, gave him shout outs in his album, all kind of shit. <laughs> and y'all won't put the people around him to win games. So, Dame, brother, if you listening to me, I know, I know you a real one and you trying to stand on your pivot, but you know what hustling backwards look like. From the Bay. And that's what you're doing, fam. Mm. Preach. Come sit on this purple couch with us. Let's talk. Yeah, we negotiate something. Lakers, Knicks, do nothing at the deadline. Want to watch the buyout market, but we both know the buyout market is normally older players. For the, for the, so for the Lakers' sake, that's kind of adding more older players to what the oldest team in the NBA, right? Thoughts on their uh, activity? The Lakers and the Knicks, Ghosts and the Raptors, pissed off right now. They just up there like, we can put all these bands, and this is what we got to watch? Like, they, this is piss poor, okay? That's piss poor, what the <laughs> Lakers and uh, Knicks are doing. The Knicks had, you know, they thought Randall was the guy. I knew he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's, he's, a, he's a good six man to me, or maybe a power, or, you know, a, he's just not a star. He's not a guy that, that's going to get your team to the next level. And with the Lakers, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to watch, you know, all that, even we, how much we love Russ, but it's hard to watch. But for, I don't know why, but I'm just like everybody else, some type of way they're going to figure it out. When you got DeCane, K-A-N-G, when you got DeCane and you got um, Anthony mm -hmm. Davis over there, you know what I'm saying, you just want to believe in them, you know, because these guys are so good. But, man, I really think, like I said, man, the Raptors are right now, they're sitting up there. Drinking beers, pissed off at what they watching right now in mm -hmm. uh, Madison Square Garden and in uh, Crypto, what's it, Crypto Arena? Staples Center. <clears throat> the home that Kobe built. Mm, there we go. That's better. Next up, On the Radar, presented by DraftKings, Super Bowl 56 Draft this Kings. weekend, L.A. It's popping out here right now. Ain't it, man? Stack, I like you liking this matchup? Rams are favored by four and a half. Who you got this game? You're wearing Rams colors, and it really goes against your Creo. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm going with my guys. I'm an LSU fan. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. Chase Burrow, let's do this thing again. Let's get this championship again, and we going to gritty, and we going to gritty, and we going to gritty all on the Rams. You did. Okay, so what are we betting in? Because I got the Rams. I'm not. I don't gamble. What about some cush-ups? I'll definitely bet cush-ups. Okay, so we got 20 cush-ups on the game. On the game, bet. On camera. On camera. Um, I think I like reason. the Bengals. You know, obviously my team was the Niners. The Rams knocked them out. So normally you want to lose. If you have to lose, you want to lose to the champs. Um, I like the Rams too, just the Niners in my squad. I feel like it's going to come down to can the Bengals offensive line give Burrow enough time to throw? Ain't nobody in the world. I mean, as a resilient he is, you know, uh, the Titans slacked him, what, eight or nine times in one game, yeah. and they didn't have the D-line that the Rams got. Right. The Rams got some animals on that D-line. They got the best animals. The animals. Yeah, the best animals. I'm looking forward to the uh, Ramsey and uh, Chase. They going to go at it. That's going to be a beautiful matchup, man. The energy is electric in L.A. right now, man. This is going to be a fun one. Can't wait 
to see it. That's a good one. So let's walk through some of the bets that are going on. Uh, they got some crazy bets, uh, but we're going to run through some of them. Color of Gatorade poured on by the winning coach. <laughs> Maybe betting on anything. Orange is plus 300. Yellow slash green, we know that color. Plus 350. The blue, 400. Red, plus 1200. Purple, plus 1400. Before you say anything, what's your favorite color Gatorade? Orange. The orange one? Yeah. <laughs> orange. That one. Yeah, the orange one. So again, we bend on anything. Next lineup, jersey number of the first touchdown scored. Ooh. So 23 and a half is minus 140, and over 23 and a half is plus 110. So most likely they're thinking a lower number guy is going to score that first yeah, touchdown. Yeah, because most of the receivers have lower numbers, and Chase, yeah. and Chase normally scores a touchdown. Uh, gets on everybody, so Jalen Ramsey, he might be you And they first. go to Odell early, too, so it could be Odell could from be the Odell, Rams. So, yeah, 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 so, okay, another bet. What else we got? First score. They got all everything. Mr. Cooper Cup at plus 500. Joe Mixon at plus 750. Cam Akers at plus 750. Jamar Chase plus 800. And then Odell Beckham plus 900. Jack, if you were a betting man... Mm -hmm. What of those bets would you take? I'm going Cooper Cup. Okay. He's been killing all year. I mean, I'm, if I had to bet, I'm going to make it. As much as I'm a fan of Chase and Odell, Cooper Cup been killing the, the most catches this year, the best receiver in the league. I got to go with him. Not mad at that. This one I really like, and I think this is really a no-brainer, so you can really throw your money on this one if you're a better. Rams, total sacks, over or under three and a half is plus 105, under three and a half, Minus 135. Like I said before, their O-line gave up nine sacks to the Titans. Right. They don't have the type of O-line that the Rams have, so I'm easily taking the over on this one. Yes, sir. Steven Jesse Jackson. You got it. Closing thoughts. Last time, Jack, the Super Bowl was in L.A. I was 13. You were probably 17, but somehow you're only two grades ahead of me. It took place in L.A. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Ended up being the most significant Super Bowl in the history of hip-hop because the one and only Michael Jackson performed. No, because the Cowboys was in it. Quit playing. Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys beat the Bills. Beat the shit out of them. They did. Uh, got the ring. But, you know, I bring up Michael Jackson because, I mean, this year's Super Bowl lineup is crazy. Uh, they got the Queen, Mary J, mm. our brother and friend of the program, the dog father himself, Snoop, yep. Eminem, Kendrick, Dre, 50's in town. He was supposed to come to the show, but I'm sure he's going to pop up on stage with one of them three. Shout out five. One oh. of them four. Five, we need you. Thoughts on just... That Super Bowl lineup. Man, that's going to be crazy. It's almost like an HBU, HBCU situation where the halftime is going to be just as popping as the game. The game's going to be popping. Yeah, I think but it's the halftime going to be just as popping. It's going to be one of the best halftime uh, performances ever. I'm just wondering what songs they're going to do. You know how you got to be discreet and you got to, mm -hmm. you know, censor. So I'm wondering how, what songs they're going to do to make it what we expect from what Dr. We, Dre what, and Death Row. What, what we need it to be. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of 93, I want to pivot back a little bit. 93 was a good year, man. Doggy Style had just dropped Snoop's debut album. Pac had released uh, Strictly For My Niggas. Menace to Society and Poetic Justice were both in the air. And I say all that to say it's kind of come full circle for our brother Snoop. 
now he's the owner of Death Row Records. So we definitely want to shout him out. Shout Congratulations. Out to I texted him. Did you? Yeah, tell him he I invited his job. <laughs> he invited us. He invited us. He sent the uh, invite to the album release party this weekend, but you're going home and I'm going to Portland. But yeah. We appreciate you, our brother. Congratulations again. A historical movement in hip-hop. 93. In Black Future Month. Uh, man, continue to raise the bar. Pretty dope, man. Um, what you was doing in 93? Man, I was 13, so. What all, you was jamming in 93, you remember? Yeah, all West Coast music. Yeah. I didn't, have, I didn't have no money, so I had to listen to what was on the radio. The reason why Men's Society was big for us, it was not just big for the movie, but it was a song that we grew up to called Pocket Full of Stones, and it got on the soundtrack. And that was big for the little small city in Port Arthur, Texas, to have our Pimp C and Bun be on the, on the menaces to side. You know how big that mm -hmm, movie was? Huge. And to have Pocket Full of Stones, a song that we idolized and grew up to and listened to all the time on that soundtrack was big for Texas in 93. Big time. Well, man, that's a wrap. What's Burner? You can catch us on Showtime every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Show Basketball, y'all. Peace. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.